Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. All right. Well, thank you guys all for coming and listening again. Um, it's been so great to have some really fun guests. Well, I And I really have a great one that I love. Um, today, we have a couple that has um, really, I think, taken Canyon County by storm. In the last handful of years, we have Shana and Andrew Randall. In and the house. In the <laughs> house. And I, I love... To me, this is a fact because I don't think a lot of people know this. You guys are the owners of Mesa Tacos, which are a fabu- fabulous, fabulous restaurant. That's one of Thank my favorites. You. And they are the owners of all the Canning County Dutch Bros. And how many is that now? We have nine total. Nine, nine total. stands, yeah. And was I right? Are they all just in Canning County? We uh, It has been until just this last year. And then we were able to expand a little bit into... Uh, Ada with uh, two pre-existing stores that we had the opportunity to buy. Okay. Um, and then one in Eagle as well. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love that. And so I, that's kind of one of the things I'm like, I bet you guys don't know this, you know, uh, that they don't, they own both. Yeah. And so would you guys um, share a little bit more with our listeners? Who Like, where did you guys come from? Did you grow up in this area? Um, and just sh- kind of share some background with us. Yeah. So we are not from here originally. Um, I will start off by saying there is a little sign at the Idaho pizza in Caldwell that says Mm -hmm. I'm not from here, but I got here as soon as I could. And I think that's kind of our, we feel like we're from here, but we're not from here. Originally we Mm -hmm. moved here in 2007 and we um, are from Northern California from Redding where we grew up and went to middle school and high school there. And then we both started working at Dutch Bros coffee there in 2004 when the first location opened Mm -hmm. Um, and we went to high school together so we knew each other all growing up and you know went to the same church and we're super good friends and then when that first location opened um, the franchisee there didn't know anyone so he just hired us and then all of our friends Mm. so it was a pretty fun time to be there and it was way smaller back then but so we started working there together and then a couple months later started dating and then got engaged and got married and so we knew that we wanted to keep Dutch Bros in our future. We were both going to college and kind of figuring out what our next steps were. And so we decided to go on the road and open new stores for Dutch Bros, which mm-hmm. back then they were called All Stars. Mm. So we were two of 10 and we would just travel around all over the place and open stores, which was so cool because we got to see all the places that Dutch Bros was going, all the impact that it was making in these communities and so we came to Idaho and did an opening for the first location that opened in Meridian Mm. um the one by the Majestic Theater Mm -hmm. and so that franchisee um Jeff was actually from Reading so we knew him and so we got to come out and do that store and just explore the area and you know Reading is a pretty small town I think in comparison to most of California 
And we got to Boise and we were like, whoa, huh. this is big time here. Yeah. Like <laughs> they had a PF Chang's um, and, you know, Cheesecake Factory. We were like, whoa, like <laughs> this town is so cool. And so um, we spent a bunch of time here opening that store. And then um, we came back a couple weeks later and did another opening. And we just fell in love with this area. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel too far away from where we grew up and the values that we had. And it just felt like a safe and great place to be young and um, eventually raise a family. And so an opportunity came up. And so we moved here with very little notice. We were planning to go to Colorado to op- to franchise. And um, Nampa and Caldwell opened up. And mm-hmm. so we moved here two weeks later. We didn't know anybody. Wow. We were 21 years old. And we had a Honda Civic with a kayak strapped to the top. <laughs> and we just awesome. went for it. So, yeah. So that's how we got here. And, um, you know, just got really ingrained in the community, especially in Caldwell. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, they accepted us with arms wide open and no one really knew what Dutch Bros was back then. Yeah. And then, you know, trying to get people to work there and think it's cool. And, you know, so we really delved into a lot of stuff in the community, a lot of stuff with high schoolers, um, started hiring people that were just magnetic and cared a ton about our community as well. And yeah, it just kind of started going. And mm-hmm. so it took us about five years to really like get it off the ground, I would say. And then we expanded into Nampa. Mm-hmm. And so that was in 2012. Yeah, we had some rough years there at the mm-hmm. beginning because we opened in, in 2007, like right before the economy oh, turned. Sure. Yes. And then 2008, like the first thing people were kicking out is coffees yeah. and going out to dinner and everything when, wow. you know, it was scary. So, I mean, I remember we had like six employees back then. And so um, it was tough. Like we couldn't even pay rent. Shana picked up a paper out for the Tribune in the middle of the night, was delivering newspapers, and I picked up side jobs. And, I mean, you just, like, just to cut payroll, you know. And so it it was so cool how big it got and how much momentum picked up over the years. And I think people just see it now, and they see the crazy lines. And they're like, how lucky it is, Mm. you know, to be where you're at. And, I, yeah, we feel lucky. We feel super blessed. But there was a lot of really rough years to get to that. And so – um it definitely didn't come without risk or without a lot of tears and, and, uh, and many, many hours. Wow. What, uh, which store was your first store? Um, the one in Caldwell across from the Walmart. Okay. And then, um, so what do you think, uh, kind of changed where people started recognizing Dutch Bros as this, you know, uh, great place where they wanted to get coffee? I mean, obviously, with Dutch Bros and and I don't and honestly I've not visited a Dutch Bros in other states so but you know it is so dynamic the the your employees are so high energy and very mm-hmm. personable and can you know you feel like you can you're connected to them what was that what do you think was that click or that change from you know struggling to kind of get the word out and what for people to identify to growth and people are like this is my coffee shop I think we always had that magic Mm -hmm. it was always extra special or magnetic because we had the right people and so I think if if you have the right people and the culture is strong then people I mean you don't have to tell anyone they see it and feel it and so we really were just trying to build and get people to just come in at all and we knew if they if they came then like they would be our like yeah. we felt like everybody be would be sold. our best friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were like, it would just be so awesome. And so it really had less to do with the coffee itself or the drinks that we were making and really just a great experience. And so 
we tried to, you know, go above and beyond for speed and, and service and, you know, the quality and all those things like mattered, but we wanted, we wanted people to leave with a bigger smile than when they came in. Sure. And so we developed relationships with tons of our customers and over those years. And I think that really is what made it happen is you start getting involved in the community with other business owners that were mm-hmm. coming through to get a coffee. And then we would give them our business, you know, so Rogers tires, like yeah. we got to know the whole family, cool. every single one of them, their parents, everybody. Yeah. And they, and they were, we're still friends with them today, yeah. but it happened because we were serving them coffee every day with a smile and like, it just clicked or you've got, you know, all kinds of other businesses in town, whether it's Irma over at mm-hmm. jalapenos, you know, yes. And we ended up hiring her daughter and it's like, <laughs> oh, so there's all these cool connections that have happened over that. the years. And, um, those things and treating each other really good in business to other business owners and talking well about them and mm-hmm. helping them and them helping us helped us all grow. Yeah. I mean, the whole community I would say is stronger than it's ever been. And we've gone through some really tough stuff in yeah. the last years. Um, as as a community, and so you look at it though, and you're like, dude, we're doing so good. Yeah, it's really special, and I love even though the traffic sucks, and even though it's wild out there right now, it just means that people want to be where we're at. Yeah, and I love that we got to be a part of building that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it got busy because of consistency and working hard and doing the same thing over, and we we treat customers and do and try so hard to give them the same experience today with 30 cars in line as we did back, mm. you know, 15 years ago when we first started or whatever with one car or no cars in line and the first one rolling up. I mean, we've always tried to keep the same level of service and, uh, you know, we have amazing managers and, and everything now where, you know, we had six employees back then. We have like 50 managers, wow. you know, wow. we have almost 500, <laughs> 500 employees just for Dutch awesome. Bros. So. That's, that's definitely, I think, also a testament to you guys as you know your heart and what you're trying to you know accomplish with your employees and how you pour into them um what are some things that you know because everywhere you go in to stop at any dutch bros you're you feel like you are getting the same service and that you are being treated the same um what are some key components that you either look for when you're hiring employees or training i believe i remember you telling me one time um that it's it's harder to find good quality people um it's easy to train Let's see. I'm trying to remember the quote. Maybe I shouldn't butcher it and just let you tell me that. <laughs> and I don't actually even know what I said, but I, I do know that we would rather find the right person than and basically kind of going along the lines of what you're saying. We can train anybody to make coffee. Yes. We can train any, and I the same thing for Mesa. We can we really feel like we can train anybody to be a server or whatever because we're teaching them what we expect, which is probably a higher level just because we know what we want. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of our people have started from nothing. Our bartenders at Mesa are some of, I would say some of the best bartenders in the whole state Mm -hmm. and they're students, but they started as baristas, Yeah, you know, back in the day for us years and years ago. And they've just stayed with us because they're loyal and, and are, you know, addicted to the craft. They just love it. I think the same thing for Dutch bros and for any, really any business if they find the right person a lot of times it's easier to train them that's right and teach them what you how you know what you expect than to have somebody that's already 
consider to be a pro in that thing. And it doesn't work for all things, sure. but in, in what we're doing in service, I think it matters. And yeah. so we find the right fit and then go, okay, let's now mm-hmm. let's teach you what we expect you to do. And then they run with it. Yeah. Well, people ask us all the time, you know, how do you train such great customer service? Yeah. And the truth is we don't, we just hire for it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't train personality. Yeah. And so we can identify key traits in people in 15 seconds, yeah. you know, that are magnetic and they're respectful and they make eye contact and they are energetic and all of those things. And then we can teach them to do anything, yep. but you can't teach loyalty and you can't teach respect and those things like mm-hmm. they're important in what we do because it doesn't matter if you're making a coffee or serving a taco or teaching you know, kids, all those things are so ingrained in who you are. And so the other thing is success leaves clues. You know, if we've got a really great employee and they're recommending somebody else, yeah. well, we we take that as their first interview. You know, that, that this is somebody that they surround themselves with, they probably have some of those same traits. Sure. And so we kind of go against the grain where people say, we don't like to hire friend groups. Mm. And we say the opposite. We're like, do you have any brothers or sisters? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, does your mom need a job? Oh, like, love it. you know, we'll take anybody who is in a really good group of people that cares about other people. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing that you can't, you know, we can't train that. Yeah. yeah. Train you to have compassion and empathy. It's good. But we can identify it and then, you great. know. Yeah. Great people hang out with great people. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I, I think there's such I, simple qualities mm-hmm. that I think people, like you said, overlook and kind of try to continue to go with the grain thinking that they have to look for the skills and, um, you know, what they're trained in for, you know, a while. Mm-hmm. But it's so true. And I think especially now we see that more is um, the character of the person can can create such a better business and atmosphere than someone who just has the skills. Mm-hmm. I love well, it. I think, too, with this generation, and we've seen them all. Andrew and I have been doing this almost 20 years. And, you know, we've seen a lot of the world just change, mm-hmm. and especially in young people. We were young when we started, 18. You know, 18-year-olds then were different. They're not like 18-year-olds today. Yeah. And we can't expect that out of them. And so what I expected of myself back then or of our employees then, it is different now. Mm-hmm. And things like flexible scheduling and, you know, just autonomy and for them to be able to express themselves and mm-hmm. be who they are. and Yeah. You know, we don't make them wear a tucked in shirt and a uniform. Right. You know, that's just not a part of our culture. And for them to be able to wear what they want to wear and listen to great music and, you know, be able to be who they are yeah. to our customers, it creates a ton of trust with them. Yeah, I love and that. they, you know, they stay a long time. They want to work for us for a long time. A lot of them have made careers out of Dutch Bros yeah. just because they, you know, don't have to that guy every day and they can just be who they are yeah i love that that's so cool i remember um i remember seeing you guys i know you do a lot for our community which that is another thing of what i love about you guys and your businesses i remember being at um the uh, festival of trees uh banquet and um i remember you know they have you know everybody's auctioning off these huge trees and you're going around and looking at all the the themed ones and of course every year the one that sticks out is dutch bros tree and all the things that are there i mean just the amazing themes that you've come up with um and then of course you always one of one of the few that come out with huge bids i mean which is so cool and but 
it, it, and it sticks out. And that's why I remember I'm like, I didn't, I hadn't drank a lot of Dutch bros, but what stuck out to me is that you give back to the community and you serve the community mm-hmm. and make an impact. And so what are some key um, organizations or things that you've done throughout the years that have, that, that really stick out to you guys um, and make it an impact in this community? Well, I think even going back even just a little bit <clears throat> farther before we say who we've done that with mm-hmm. is, is the why is because yeah. we have for since we moved here we've only heard don't live out in canyon county it's <laughs> scary you're gonna get shot you know Jeez. and just like a yeah. scary place or how run down and there's nothing great out there and we i mean from the minute we got there mm-hmm. and the first time i remember the first time we drove through there i'm like what are they talking about mm-hmm. this is so rad out here and there's still ag and there's still awesome restaurants and there's yeah. there's great i mean it's clean and people are nice and i just remember like being blown away mm-hmm. that people would even say that and, and then i started to question if they had actually even been there <laughs> right. or if they're just going <laughs> off rumor. of what they had heard yeah and so i mean really after we had i guess made the decision we were like we got to prove to everybody that yeah. this is the best place to be mm-hmm. and so I mean, we laughed even today. We were talking about, you know, Nampa and their like slogan or their, you know, it says like, oh, what a place to live or whatever mm-hmm. um, or something like that. And I, I just like, I feel that every day. I love where we live. And so for me, we've always been like very 2C, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, we've expanded a little now with everything growing, but golly, like we just wanted to prove and to impact as much as we could so that our little community of Nampa and Caldwell would explode and everyone would love it and want mm-hmm. to work here and that you wouldn't hear those comments, but you would hear start to hear comments like, well, we've really been wanting to get out there or we were so surprised when we came because it was so awesome or we yeah. had such a great experience yes. or we're looking at houses in Canyon County instead and you're just like, you've always lived in Ada, what the heck, you know, mm-hmm. and what, what gives? And so... We've our goal is kind of like a secret, like, you know, mission has been to make our area better than Ada, even though we love yeah. Ada, too. And <laughs> sure. so we're just love so it. ingrained yes. in it. And so all the things, whether it's Dutch Bros or it's our give back or Mesa is like a fun passion project because we love downtown Nampa and it needed somewhere cool. Yes. You know, right. it really oh. has it, People are like, why'd you open a restaurant? I'm like, we shouldn't have. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. But we wanted Nampa to be cooler and we didn't want to have to drive to Boise every time. Yeah. That's like the root of it. So, you know, when we're doing these givebacks, yes, we love doing givebacks because it stays in local. It stays in our town. And so whether it's sponsoring the rodeos or being a part of, you know, sponsoring at the Fort Idaho Center and being a part of that mm-hmm. or it's Festival of Trees yeah. or, I mean, we've done tons of stuff with Boys and Girls Club right. and you know, tons of kids organizations, the schools, um, the yep. colleges. I mean, like all the family of- justice center. We've done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Them, Dude. Family advocates. I mean, I don't even know. There's, it's so many. We even and hosted a, a crazy, uh, skateboard competition. The mm-hmm. skateboard at, competition at the nice. plaza. Um, just, you yeah. know, for the skate kids, yeah, it's for, a spike. And just to bring awareness to what a cool facility that is. Mm-hmm. And so many people didn't even know it's it was amazing. there. Right. And it's a, beautiful skate park that's so cool i think yeah so yes we're looking at different organizations in the community we're asking a lot of questions too and 
um, you know, we ask other people in the community, like, you know, where are the needs? Mm-hmm. Because there, there are, of course, are needs everywhere, but, you know, who are the people who are really giving mm-hmm. selflessly and, you know, exhausting all the options? And there's lack of funding and these, you know, specific things, a lot of stuff with um, kids' organization, organizations and stuff. And what is so cool about our area is that people are so transparent. Yeah. Even if they are a nonprofit, they will mm-hmm. still tell you other nonprofits that need more than mm-hmm. they do. And so I've always appreciated about that, that about the community. And then our customers are so excited to give back. I mean, they, they're not even giving anything above and beyond. Typically when we're doing give back day, yeah. we're donating all of the proceeds from their coffee and they want to give extra and they want to know how can they help mm-hmm. with rake up Nampa or how can they help with meals on wheels and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And so it's cool for them because they don't know either. They don't know where the needs are. Mm-hmm. And so we can shed light on some of those things, especially as people are moving here. Um, you know, our kids go to school in Nampa as well. And it's crazy. It is so crazy. Their school is up you know, 50% in enrollment right. and people are just so thankful to be here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know that feeling. And so we want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on and how they can help and, you know, how to love this community. Like mm-hmm. it's loved us. That's awesome. I love that. That's great. Well, and then moving on, um, since you did mention Mesa tacos, um, I'm sure you guys get a lot kind of what you mentioned. People are like, after all the Dutch bros that you guys own, you decided to um, start a restaurant. And I love that you said, you know, because we needed something downtown Nampa, which was so true. And um, but uh, Brick Brick has done their. Yes. They've done a great job yes, holding it down for yeah. so long. <laughs> yeah. We love Dustin and the yep. crew over there. Um, you know, and, and even seeing really, because that strip was so dead. Mm-hmm. And really, it was just pre-funk holding it down yep. and messenger yeah. for a long time. Yes. And they've always been there. It, you know, pre-funk's been there for five or seven years mm-hmm. now. And then messenger's been there longer than that. And they've been able to stay, which is so cool. Everybody else kind of like filtered in and out. And we've seen some awesome businesses come and go. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, man, we just got to do one really awesome, weird, crazy concept mm-hmm. that would bring people in. And then maybe it'll act as kind of a, you know, an anchor where other stuff will come. And so right. that's really what we saw. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know what we were doing. Shane has worked in the restaurant industry growing up, but like we just went for it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun to see the response from the community. And now we, I would say about 50% of people that come to Mesa are coming from outside, which yeah. is un- unbelievable. And it, and it kind of just goes back to that mission of like really proving that our area is so awesome and trying right. to prove it to people. And so we're seeing people from Ada and we have people from Eagle every single night coming in mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we've been hearing about this place and it's so cool. We finally made the trek out here mm-hmm. and they're blown away that there's a wait, you yeah. know, like they're like, what in Nampa, there's this place that has a wait, you know, and you're yeah. like, dude, go in. like a lot of places in Nampa have a wait. I don't <laughs> yeah. think you busy realize how yeah. busy it is right. out here. So it's cool to get people kind of just trying us out and I don't know. Mesa Mesa is like a total I we just called our passion project just because we love it so much mm-hmm. and we love having a place to take people. We love that, you know, we see people in the community meeting there, whether it's, you know, city officials or um, you know, we had the sheriff's group there the other night and we have like our business does meetings there and has fun and you know, it's a great date night spot yeah, and definitely like great place to bring your kids. So it's like all those things, it gets to like just facilitate all of it. Yeah. And so 
you know, people were like, are you going to open more? Are you going to do more? Mm -hmm. No. Or, <laughs> no. you know yeah never but we love it. it we love what we're doing that's awesome i think the thing that is so special about mesa too is that it, it was just about creating a space for people to come to it yeah. was you know we know that if it's cool and it's inviting and it's something different then it'll attract people and then if you can blow them away with a quality product and you know a killer drink and mm -hmm. um and a really great experience then you know they'll come back and so when we went into doing this restaurant, we actually didn't have a concept. Mm. We just had a building. Wow. And so we had an idea of what we wanted to do and we knew yeah. we wanted craft cocktails and you know, we love tequila. So we knew that that was a part of it, but we were like, I don't know, like what kind of food are we gonna serve? Like wow. we didn't really have a plan. Yeah. And so we just had an idea and mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of a vision for what it would look like. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to just bring life to that building. And yeah. it was a bookstore before and- I used to work you did. I did. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. Yeah. Um, that'll date me. <laughs> I remember when we were just. It was thrashed. It, it was, was crazy. It, I know. When we I'm peeled sure. back all these layers of flooring and the original hardwood was in there mm. and peeled off all the plaster and it was the original brick. And, you know, then it became like a revival project. Yeah. And it was how do we get this thing back to what it once was. Right? Oh, that building is so cool. It yeah. is so cool. All the original rafters. I mean, we just, we worked extra hard to keep some of that stuff. And so um, then we decided, you know, let's, what if we did like a cool kind of taco concept that's not, it's not really Mexican food. And I remember sitting down with Irma asking her all these oh, questions yeah. and she was like, what? No <laughs> rice, no beans? Oh yeah. This right. is not Mexican food. Yeah. I'm like, I know it's just tacos. <laughs> and so, you know, we're putting crazy stuff in tacos and calling it a taco. Right. And, um, and so it's been fun, the creative side of it mm. and to see what people really love. And, you know, it doesn't matter what taco we put on the menu we've done some crazy wild ideas yeah. people in nampa love steak yes. they oh, just yeah. love steak <laughs> so it doesn't matter oh yeah so if we you know it doesn't matter what cool taco we come out with that toro the steak taco uh -huh. it's just still the favorite yeah so getting creative with that kind of stuff has been fun and mm -hmm. and seeing what people love and what they don't like as much and you know we're selling more tequila than anybody in the state which is so cool wow um yeah, it's That's awesome. It's been fun. You do need to bring back the El Gringo, Gringo oh, Margarita. Yeah. That that was the first, one of the first ones you guys had. I loved. It's because avocado. it had right. real the, avocado. Yes. Good. Yeah. Oh, great margarita. So that is one of the challenges I think with uh, being a small restaurant, different than what we do in Dutch Bros. We have so much buying power in Dutch Bros that we don't have as many supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. But in a small restaurant, I mean, oh, sometimes yeah. avocados sure. come and sometimes they yeah. don't. So yeah. we're kind of at the mercy of all of that with you know, what's going on in the world. Right. But never speaking, know. speaking of that, what kind of things have you seen, um, you know, with COVID and um, in the restaurant industry itself with hiring and losing, I mean, a lot of restaurants are struggling to have servers. What have you seen specifically for your restaurant through, you know, the COVID pandemic? I mean, I know, um, thankfully you did have people could come and get curbside. I remember mm -hmm. being able, mm -hmm. I was turning 40 and I told my husband and it was in pandemic. <laughs> I'm like, can't have a big party. We did the drive through or the drive by thing at my, our house, but I wanted Mesa and thankfully it was available mm -hmm. to me. But, um, what are some struggles that you guys saw, um, through that time? And what are you, if you're struggling with anything now? Gosh, I, it was dark. Those it, were dark it days. Was. I think the thing that was really interesting when we, you know, they first start doing the shutdowns and, and all this stuff is that it felt like 2008. I mm. mean, it felt oh, like sure. when yeah. there was no one mm -hmm. and what do you do and how do you get creative and how do you, you know, still serve these people? And it really felt like that. And I remember 
we got scrappy. We got super scrappy. Mm -hmm. And just the creativity kind of comes alive in entrepreneurs and times like that. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we shut the restaurant down for a couple of days and said, all right, we have 40 employees here and some don't feel comfortable working and some need to work and some want to work. So Mm -hmm. how do we make this work for everybody? And so, you know, figuring out how to do to go and how to source products and even the to go uh, cocktails was not something that was had ever really been done at least not done well Well, yeah and so you know we're consulting with the isp and having them down there to help us figure this out and so they said yes and so we start launching to goes and we had some uh, you know a little bit of idea of what we needed to do and then they came back in and said actually you can't do that Mm. and we were like wait no they said we can and so he said i'll send me a video of what uh, what you're doing, mm. you know, and how you're making these sealed and all that stuff. So we sent it and we didn't hear anything. And then we got an email from uh, the Idaho State Police because we have a liquor license um, saying, hey, here for anybody who's interested, here's what you can do to do to go cocktails. And it was Andrew's video. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Sent. So we were like, of all course, right, I guess that's again. Yes. You guys I guess that's yes. Nailed I it. love it. So, that's you know, so really awesome. like getting scrappy and, and creative and making sure that we had a way to serve our community. And then being fast followers, you know, mm-hmm. like as soon as they give us a little bit of give, we were willing to to take it and open a little bit more and, and you know, kind of expand it and do delivery and Uber Eats and those kinds of things, which we don't actually do Uber Eats anymore. because We didn't have to lay anybody off, though. Yeah, we awesome. kept everybody. It felt yeah. really good. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and with the extra support of the community, a lot of people were talking about supporting restaurant, local restaurants mm-hmm. and go, you know eat local or go local or whatever. And so that really helped. Yeah. And there was a huge push for it. I mean, we spent some marketing dollars to help. Thank God we have some other businesses to help mm-hmm. float Yeah. something like that. You know, Dutch Bros didn't have to close because it's already a drive-through mm-hmm. and we don't have like a sit down area. And so sure. um, we're super fortunate. I mean, we still being very transparent, we dropped over 50% in mm-hmm. one night and it wow. was, you know, tanked for a long time. We are building it back now, but Mesa was a very different, I, I can't imagine some of our friends, man, that have restaurants and, you know, have not really recovered from it mm-hmm. or didn't get to recover at all from it and have had to close yeah. or are back open and it's good. But, um, kind of all of those things, the, the whole situation was just hard and mm-hmm. scrappy and you didn't, no one knew what to do mm-hmm. and there wasn't a book on how to make it work. And so everyone's just talking to each other, trying to figure out the best things to do. And, you know, Hey, are you doing this yet? Cause if you are, then we'll do it, you know, and have you guys talked to the city yet about this or what does the health department say about this? And so it's like, we are all just like constantly talking to each other to try to figure out the that. best way to do mm-hmm. it. And, uh, thank god we did because as a as a group i think really a lot of us talking kind of were able to set that standard and do it in a way that was respectful of the health issues going on Mm -hmm. but then also you know keep our people employed and and be able to serve and keep our businesses open which is so cool so yeah i mean it was it was hard but i almost think we're stronger now because of it and i'm glad we got through it i would hate to go through it again i don't i don't wish that on anybody right but um but i think now we have a system and know like what what we now we at least we have like a book we have Mm -hmm. something we can go back to and say hey this is what we did this work this did not work Mm -hmm. um and now we're busier than we've ever been yeah which is awesome 
So I feel like the community really extra is coming around. And yeah, there's a lot of people moving here, but I just think people are like, they're ready to go outside and experience something, you know, mm -hmm. sick yeah. of being in their house. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you guys had that, um, that heart of, you know, community over competition where you are supporting each other. And, you know, I um, talked to Nate from Tower Grill and just how you guys kind of all rallied together to figure out how to survive oh, <laughs> through what a this. Guy. That and guy. I have never eaten so many cinnamon rolls in my whole life. <laughs> He's a beautiful man after, too. That after man after, after we met Nate. He's like that true Viking look. Uh, <laughs> he walks into Mesa and everyone just stares. <laughs> Except me, I'm like, hey, where's the cinnamon rolls? Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's what I love about our community in Canyon County um, is just how you found ways to support each other and figure it out so that you, you know, as many as of you that could stay open, you did. Mm -hmm. But it was because you got feedback and, and found ways to support each other and help each other through this because, um, you know, you didn't see that everywhere, you know, and that's one of the many things that I love about you guys and then just the community as, as a whole. Um, what are some things that as, you know, things are trying to be trying to open, there are still um, restaurants and businesses that are still struggling to get employees. Um, what are some things as a community, a citizen of Canyon County, what can we do as a community to support that? Um, especially maybe with some of the restaurants that maybe are struggling, um, and to be able to empower our community a little bit more or how, how can we, what can we do to support more? That is a really interesting um, <clears throat> kind of, I guess, topic. And we, with Mesa, you know, we've gone through a lot of seasons of hiring. Um, it's a little different with Dutch Bros. It's, you know, tons of young people. Um, and so we don't have as many hiring issues there, but in the restaurant, there is a lot of competition. There's a lot of restaurants and there's a lot of, positions open and you know a lot of opportunity for people to make money and so the I think biggest struggle that we've run into and we've actually kind of gone backwards on but is anybody with experience I mean they are being scouted mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter how loyal some mm. of these people are oh so you mean your employees are being scouted? yeah they'll leave yeah. you for you know a couple bucks and sure. so um we've created kind of a different culture where we in the restaurant that we didn't hire people with experience. Sure. You know, I, we said we want really great people who love on other people and we can teach them to, yeah. you know, cut chicken and, you know, whatever, those kinds of things in the restaurant. And then, you know, really we have set out half, half of them. About half of our kitchen is super experienced, like came from experience about half. Mm -hmm. We had those guys train. Yeah. So now they, you know, they have a ton of experience, but when we were starting, it was like, hey, let's just get really good people in here and yeah. then, you know, we'll figure this out together. Um, because the culture of restaurants, it's just hard. Yeah. It's a hard industry and um, it's hard to get good people. It's hard to keep good people. And so we knew that that was going to be a battle for us. And then coming through COVID and all of those things, you know, now it's so busy, it takes way more people. And so you have to pour into those people a mm -hmm. lot. You've mm -hmm. really got to, you know, develop and care about them as people and not just what their skill set is. And so we found that that is, I would say a little bit more of like the key. It's less of like a job and more of a community. And so we feel really fortunate in that with our people. Um, I think as a community. Um, Gosh, that's hard because people I feel are like, eating out. like, I don't know what we were asking everyone to do for so long because of COVID was mm -hmm. go eat local or come out yeah. or, or 
you know, spend your money and buy, you know, togo or anything that you can do to help us stay open. And then I'm not talking for everybody here, but a lot of our friends and other people that have businesses are slammed Mm -hmm. now. And it's really about staffing. And so, you know, what can the community do? I guess go get a job, <laughs> like go help your yeah. favorite restaurant, yeah. man. Like, and if, if you really love that restaurant and they're struggling and you don't have a job, mm-hmm. pick up some extra hours <laughs> and go work, I guess. Cause it's, it's really comes down to that. It's not, there's very much less, you know, a lack of like people coming in. It's more of now we just need people to help serve those people. Yeah. And it's not just servers. It's a lot of it's in the back. It's the kitchen and dishwashers and hostesses mm-hmm. and there's bussers. And, you know, you got so many aspects of the whole thing that we're trying to find all the time. And all of our friends are trying to find all the time. And so, I mean, we just hired this guy who's so rad and, you know, he is our one of our favorite customers. Mm. And he's like, I just love this place. I heard you wow. needed some people. And I could pick up some extra hours and he did it. And I'm like, That's so cool. you're what we need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More than even, you know, us needing to fill those hours. You're the kind of person that's like, dude, I love this place. I don't want them to be understaffed. I want this place to stick around. Yeah, I'm going to throw in some hours and just bust tables and because wow. I love it so much. That's and you're. So cool. Wow. Yeah, like, so cool. let's get people doing that. Totally. Right. Well, and the service piece matters so much. I mean, you can go anywhere. You can get. A, a taco or coffee or mm-hmm. a burger anywhere but now we get to choose as a customer where we want to be where we want to go based on how we're treated yeah and so I think if we flip-flop it as like as employers or as you know managers or community members like how do we get these places to like stay open is mm-hmm. that they have to be committed to really great service yeah and not everybody cares about it like sure. we do and so I think that is kind of the sweet spot is making sure that they have an incredible experience and they want to come back mm-hmm. um, and you create loyalty in, in those customers. Yeah. And so I mean, we all have our favorite places right? Yeah. that we go to. Yeah. And so I don't know, that is hard. And we see it everywhere. You know, people mm-hmm. are dying to hire people and they need cooks and they need, you know, a full staff for everything. And I sometimes I think I'm like, well, I never had a good experience at that place. Like, I don't know. I yeah. don't I can't imagine what it was like to work there. Sure. So, sure. I don't know keep, if that, that's and then an just keeping them once you hire them right you got to keep yeah, them so yeah, that loyalty oh my gosh like and part of that just kind of has to come from most of that has to come from us from the top mm-hmm. you know not just right. like the work environment but that's set in stone by us over time of having high standards and keeping people to it clarity and communication being able to pay them well being mm-hmm. generous telling them that you're thankful that they work. I mean, just yeah. all of the little things that I think a lot of us forget to do. Right. And it's like, it just falls to the wayside, but like, gosh, I'm so thankful that you work here. You're doing such a great job. Yeah. That goes miles for a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it happens as much as it should. And so, you know, we try to do that or handwritten notes or little bonuses or, hey, go get a massage or anything that we can to make sure that they know that they're loved and, and we need them, mm-hmm. you know, and we're thankful that they're here with us. So. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think I think it honestly truly shows, you know, with just person being on the outside is you can see that you can sense it when you're at Mesa when you once again when you go through the drive through to get a coffee you can sense that they are valued as an employee mm-hmm. um, and what they do so I can totally see that I know Nate said one thing too for 
the community is just have more patience, Mm -hmm. you know, and be, you know, patient with us or anybody else is like, because some of them are so short staffed Mm -hmm. and you have a long waiting time. It's just like, you know, if you're going to go out to eat, you have to expect to be patient and to be kind. (laughs) And, um, you know, those kind of things, chivalry, you know, Mm -hmm. chivalrous, but yeah, I think, I think you can tell too, when you walk in as, as a patron, you can tell, you know, whether there's hustle or whether people are trying. And so, you know, being aware of that too, and kind of looking around the restaurant and seeing like, dude, are these people getting crushed right now? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know? And so a lot of our servers, man, we like try to like make sure that there's enough people there and that everything's, but you just can't nail it every time. Yeah, sure. And so if we get hit on a random Monday, well, dude, we didn't have people scheduled for Monday, <laughs> yeah. like, like we would on Friday, but right. we got hit randomly, you know? And so it's that kind of stuff that patience comes into play, I think is, and we have so much patience now that we own a restaurant and, and care about that stuff. But I just think, yeah, that would be amazing if everyone came in with smiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw a, a, something like post on social media that said, you know, don't punish the people who showed up. Mm. And I, that just hit a chord with me. I mean, mm. when, especially as we've been trying to hire, you know, for Mesa, I've set up like eight interviews and two people showed up. Sure. You know, and that's really common and especially in service industry. And so if we can all have that mindset Mm -hmm. of, you know, we had 15 scheduled and 10 showed up and we're thankful for those people and let's treat them really well. And so I think that that's great perspective from Nate and we all can be better about that. Mm -hmm. You can't expect the same thing that we could a couple of years ago. Right. Right. When there was different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More people than jobs. Now it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, so my last question is I have a little, like a rapid fire, kind of some of your favorites. Um, and I know, uh, part of this is like, what's your favorite restaurant, which I do want to know outside of your own. Oh um, boy. So, so this is going to be putting you guys on the spot maybe a little bit. Um, but yeah, we well, might have different answers. That would be cool. Yeah. Then okay, we have cool. two. So, and this is favorite in Canyon County. So that could be Caldwell, mm-hmm. Nampa, Middleton, even the surrounding mm-hmm. areas too. So what is your favorite restaurant besides your own? I love brick 29. I love jalapenos. Those are probably mm. my two. You have two. I, I <laughs> love, they're different. All right. She said though. So I'm going to say, we do, we call it Messy Mondays. Mm-hmm. We go to Messenger and do the salad bar on nice. Mondays. Oh, our our like crew, that. um, that's like a f- super fun thing. Yeah, that pizza love is it. so good. We love Idaho pizza too. We eat a lot of Idaho mm. pizza. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Where is, so when I say shopping to buy more like local products, mm-hmm. whether that's grocery shopping or anything else, what are some uh, local shops that you like to go to? For groceries? Or just like food anything. products, anything really. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Albertsons fan. <laughs> They're Andrew, a little like, pricey, but I, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. He'll just go by himself and just walk around. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> That's awesome. Shana does the Instacart and I just want to like walk around yeah. and buy stuff. I do yeah. love Cliffs. We are gluten-free, mm. so they've got a lot of really great gluten-free yeah. options. Um, this is downtown, oh, kind of outside of downtown Caldwell. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we do love Campos Market. They've got mm. good, meat. good meat there. And yeah. where, where is that? The one on the boulevard. On the That's boulevard, yeah. yeah. In Yampa. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, what about, where is your um, favorite place to get, like, beside your place, once again, <laughs> a cocktail, um, like a bar location or a beer or wherever? What's one of your favorite places to go to? 
I don't drink beer because it hurts my stomach anymore. If I did, I go to pre-funk. I love pre-funk because mm-hmm. our, our buddies are over there. But uh, my favorite place to get a cocktail um, is Craft Lounge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Nick, he worked with us for a long time. That's right. Um, and we just love that guy yeah. and what they've done. Their program over there has just gotten so amazing. Yep. He's so. doing a great job. Yeah. What about you, Shana? I love craft. My, mm-hmm. I mean, we have a cocktail bar that has my favorite drinks in the world, yeah. but my very favorite drink in the world is from craft. Mm-hmm. Fruit of the loin. Just mm. the best drink ever. Nice. I know. So. I love his names of his drinks. Yeah. Okay. And then um, where do you love to go to like be entertained? Like whether it's concerts or even like local, local places that you like to watch movies or whatever. Where do you like to go in Canyon County for entertainment? We spend a lot of time at the Idaho Center. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sponsors there, which is awesome. They've got such a great team. Yeah. Um, so I think we rarely miss a concert for sure. That yeah, comes it doesn't there. even matter if we know them. Like, yeah. We just like to go for the experience. We take a lot of employees and stuff. Mm-hmm. So awesome. That's super fun. I mean, yeah. obviously that's a bigger scale, but yeah, it's part of our community. Yeah. yeah. We love mm-hmm. it. And we love those guys over there. Yeah. And, you know, the city owns it. Yep. And so it's been fun to like work alongside them. Yeah a lot of projects so it's really neat yeah. we've we've spent a lot of time at the plaza in downtown mm-hmm. caldwell too doing different events there and yeah um just spending time out there and we love all the wineries too yes so yeah we're we're frequent awesome okay last question is there a hole in the wall in canyon county like it could be a shop or a restaurant or anything something that maybe a lot of people don't know of but that need to know to go to some secret like you know a gem or something that you know, people are like, dude, Valerie's flower shop. Oh yeah. Ruby bloom. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. We like flowers. We like, yeah. we like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd say Nikki's place too. Oh yeah. Lovely hollow. Yes. Super awesome experience there. We love both those ladies. Cool. Um, Ruby bloom. They are actually opening a second mm-hmm. location. Hello yep. Norman in downtown Caldwell. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. Um, so we love that. This is going to sound really weird, but I love the Mongolian barbecue place oh, on the boulevard. Yes. <laughs> I just That's my the other dad's day. favorite place. Oh, it is yes. just timeless. It doesn't it change. Is. I know. It's so good. You can load up that bowl. Oh yeah, full and take a huge. I went. Uh, I went to go this home. last week, and the guy on the walk. I, he's must have worked there twenty years. Mm. I mean, he was there <laughs> when we moved here. I love that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that is a great memory. I since I grew up in Nampa, that was kind of like my favorite date place with my dad, and yeah. he loves that place. Oh, so. oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. Place. That is awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining um, me today. It was so nice to chat with you That's and great. share with our listeners more about you guys and your businesses and the impact you're making in our community. And so for all of our listeners, once again, we're ch- we were chatting with um, Andrew and Shana Randall, the owners of Mesa Tacos and the Canyon County Dutch Bros. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yes. See you guys later. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iheart2c.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iheart2c. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.